Well, we're almost to Halloween, and you know what that means. Things are getting scarier and spookier, darker and colder. And one of the things that we are looking at consistently throughout this entire month at the It's a Mimic podcast is the concept of Cthulhu and the Great Old Ones and the cosmic horror. And while most people will turn to undead like ghosts and zombies and shadows and liches, I prefer to spend the Halloween season looking to the lower planes. I want to dig into devils and demons and yugoloths and all of the temptation and corruption done below. My name is Adam, and I will be your tour guide on this special episode of the It's a Mimic podcast, where we dig through Beator, the Nine Hells, and the River Styx. But before we get started, we have a special announcement. Let's head over to the regular podcast and see what's happening over there for just a moment. Do you guys know we have a very special birthday that is hitting tomorrow, October 19th? Gary Gygax? No. October 19th is Gary Gygax? No. One of the guys. It's like in June. One of the guy guys. (laughs) That's plural. (laughs) All right. No. We have uh, one of the people that's actually been fairly... um, Involved in our podcast right from day freaking one. We've given him a couple of shout outs in the past already. Oh, it's in Jim Dave's birthday. Duff it. No, it's, it's in Duffit. It, oh my god. Fuck, this is why I do specials without you guys. <laughs> Christ. No, it's Megan's birthday. Listen, Jeff, the zombie night is turning, I don't know, old this weekend. <laughs> and uh, I think that it's Sam reached out to us and said, uh, and said, hey, can you guys do a special shout out to Jeff and, and give him a. Happy birthday. Apparently he's moving as well. Jeff too. requested this? I don't think Jeff No, 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 no. Was... Jeff didn't request this. His party did. Mm. Uh, one of the members of the Traveling Assholes? No, the Band of Traveling the Assholes. The Band of Traveling Assholes. That is what their D&D group is called. So. Which is fantastic. So, like, happy birthday, Jeff. Happy birthday from the It's a Mimic crew, as well as John, Amanda, Matt, Sarah, Fran, and Sam. It's all of their birthdays? No, it just... It's from them. <laughs> Have you never had a birthday before? Happy birthday, Jeff. I'm awkward with birthdays. Terry's been 29 for five years. I so he's just forgotten. I have. I have. Can we... Okay, that actually suggests that I'm older than I am. Because I'm actually only 31. So I didn't start counting that at 26. Is that Yeah, but we don't, we don't know. People can be listening to this years in the future. Maybe you are... Yeah, but you were 40, trying to pick up hot golf girls when you were in your, like, 26. 14. So, well, no, no, 14. 14. 14. Yeah. Anyway, but, speak, speaking of hot golf girls, Jeff, happy birthday. <laughs> and uh, and say hello to the rest of the band of traveling assholes. Happy birthday, Hefe. <laughs> the best fucking name ever. The band of traveling assholes. <sighs> now, let us move from my personal hell into the Nine Hells of the Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition lore. But first, we must visit the River Styx. The River Styx is infamous in Dungeons & Dragons. It is also known as the River of Blood, and to drink or touch the River Styx is to lose all sense of self and forego all memories of what makes you, you. There are ferries and boats that travel the waters, often driven by wretched, fiendish boatmen, more often than not, Morenoloths, 
who will take passengers for a fee. You can learn about these boatmen in our episode on Ugoloths. Evil souls that enter the afterlife must pass through the river Styx and become warped and twisted by the foul waters. Those that are lawful evil become lemures and are spat out upon the shores of the nine hells, while every other soul becomes a manis and is spit out along the other lower plains. The river Styx starts in Pandasmos, the top layer of pandemonium, where the mind-altering and memory-wiping effects are rumored to be weaker. The water itself is relatively shallow and can be touched for brief moments of time. The Styx is also a major feature in the first layer of the Abyss, known as the Plane of Infinite Portals. It splits and enters many of the deeper layers, and some layers spew foul water to join it. It feeds a moat around Orcus's palace on the level of Thanatos, and in the layer of Durio, many legions of demons wait to board ships and head off to fight in the Blood War. In Carcery, or Tartarus, depending on your edition, the Styx is notably present in the first layer, known as Orthrus. Orthrus is a gigantic swamp full of bogs and quicksand, and the Styx swirls its waters throughout. These swamps are infected with the river Styx, and this is actually where the Titans live and rule over a mountain that rises from the swamp. Hades is one of the main battlefronts of the Blood War. It is the neutral evil plane, and in its first layer, Oinos, it is where the Styx is most prominent. Many soldiers are lost in the Styx on this level, as the blood war rages on both banks. Of the four layers of Gehenna, Kalas is by far the most dangerous to traverse on the Styx, due to the 45 degree angle of the landscape, and all of the monstrous waterfalls and perilous rapids in the area. Even Moreneloths will avoid this part of the river Styx if they can. In Avernus, the first layer of the Nine Hells, rivers of blood join the river Styx from the front lines of the Blood War. The Styx breaks off in countless smaller streams to wash the waters through all of the rest of the Nine Hells, but the main portion of the river flows through the fifth level, called Stygia where it is the only flowing water in the great frozen sea. Fiendish sharks and Sahawajan attack throughout this area. Legends tell of a small branch of the river Styx that branches off to Nessus, the ninth layer, and forms the Forgotten Lake, but most do not believe such crazy tales. And in Acheron, the Styx defies physics, flowing from one cube to another, often drowning entire cities in its terrible magic. The Styx comes to an end in the last layer of Acheron, called Ocanthus. Some say the memories that have been stolen are trapped in the ice of this layer, while others say that the lost memories lay forgotten in the silt at the bottom of the river. I spoke of Avernus, which is the first layer of the nine hells of Beator, and it is prone to attacks from the demon hordes of the Abyss. Armies of devils march across the infinite plains of Avernus and battle the demon incursions from the river Styx. It is a hellish wasteland 
scorched by war and mostly devoid of life. Rocks and minerals jut from the landscape, often taking the shapes of faces that watch anyone traveling, and spending any amount of time in the open is truly dangerous. You see, the sky is full of huge balls of fire that occasionally come crashing down, detonating and destroying anything they touch. Fast movement and strong shelter are the only methods of survival here. Most of the inhabitants are imps and spined devils, although araignées are plentiful on this level as well. Other common sights on this layer are lemures, obviously, as well as nuparibos. Chromatic dragons, abishai, and even kobolds have been seen frequently in Avernus. The current ruler is the impulsive and hot-headed archdevil, Zeriel. She is a fallen angel and has supplanted the pit fiend named Bell as Asmodeus's advisor on this layer of Beator. Bell now acts as her lieutenant, but is calm and patient enough to let her mistakes cause missteps, and someday he plans to capitalize on one of her errors. He waits, plotting in his fortress within the Bronze Citadel, a massive fortified city that boasts a horde of hundreds of thousands of diabolical troops. Another noteworthy landmark of Avernus is the Pillar of Skulls. This is a massive pile of trophies from the Blood War. It is comprised entirely of fleshless skulls and reaches almost a mile in height. Tiamat lives in a mountain on Avernus, which can be entered via a massive cave in the Pillar of Skulls, and it is here where she has her spawning pits and plots her schemes against Bahamut. Nearby, a tall metal spire pierces Avernus from below, and acts as a stairwell that lets creatures pass from one layer of the Nine Hells to the next by foot. You see, beneath Avernus is the second level of the Nine Hells, Dis, spelled D-I-S. It is the biblical Greek word for twice, which makes poetic sense, as it is the second layer of Beator. Also infinite in scope and size, Dis boasts a city that spans nearly the entire level and sits in a deep valley surrounded by harsh and brutal mountains. Although it is nigh infinite, the city feels cramped and tight to the point of being nearly oppressive. The entire city is made of glowing hot iron, and even the cobblestone streets burn flesh. The city sits in near-constant darkness, as the material of the buildings produces perpetual smoke that hangs in the air. While it is possible to leave the city, very few know what lays beyond its borders. And those who enter from the mountains speak of a road made of skulls, and how the harsh natural landscape became the tight walls of the buildings without anyone's notice. The marketplaces within the city are plenty, and they attract all manner of merchants from across the plains. 
rising above the haze of constant smoke, is the Iron Tower, where the ruler of Dis, Dispater, watches over the entire realm. The prison of this level, known as Mentiri, holds those who break the laws of the Nine Hells, and is known to rehabilitate by tempting the prisoners to commit increasingly evil acts. In harsh contrast to this is the Garden of Delights, which appears to offer everything one could want to sate their gluttony and lust. Bearded devils, erinies, imps, and spine devils are packed tightly together in Dis, along with Abishai, Lemures, and Naparivos, although all manner of planar beings can be found here. The extensive dungeons below the city are full of the screams of souls that are damned, and mortals who have befallen the ill will of the city's evil inhabitants. All the while, Dispater sits in his iron tower, plotting and scheming in his libraries, desperate for knowledge and information of all kinds. His plan is to know every secret that possibly exists in all of the cosmos, while beneath him in the city, the populace produces armor and weapons for all of the devils in the Blood War. And yet still I would rather walk the streets of Dis than traverse the foul swamps, harsh winds, and acid rains of Mineros, the third layer of the Nine Hells. The merchants and markets of Mineros are ruled by the greedy Mammon, who uses the bare minimum of resources to keep the realm hospitable, and the capital city, known as the city of Mineros, is also known as the Sinking City, because of the swamps that are constantly threatening to overtake it. Only the efforts of Mammon's slaves keep the city from being lost, and razor-sharp hail often peppers the realm, degrading the ancient stone structures even further. Even the luminescent mists do not give any sense of hope or joy to this layer of Beator. While some areas are frigid and frozen, others boil and steam from intense heat, and volcanic activity and mud geysers are common in most parts. Another city of note in Mineros is the city of Jangling Heiter which is suspended by chains from the bottom of Dis, and this is where chain devils prefer to reside, torturing and destroying their victims. Bearded devils, chain devils, imps, and spined devils are the most common inhabitants of Mineros, although barbed devils are often seen, and, like the other layers we visited so far, Lemures and Naparibos, are scattered across the land. The next level, Phlegethos, is a fiery hellscape of volcanic destruction. Eruptions and fiery geysers can be seen across this infinite land, and a molten sea of lava takes up most of its geography. The flames themselves seem nearly sentient, 
and often reach out for anyone foolish enough to get too close. Devils, even those who are not immune to fire, seem to be ignored by these scheming flames. Barbed devils, hell hounds, bone devils, imps, and spined devils walk the landscape, usually converging on the city of Abramok. Abramok is a pleasure palace, a place of wanton acts and carnal delights that seems more carnival than city, and it offers the only respite the devilish troops can expect from the blood war. Taverns, pubs, and establishments of all forms of entertainment fill the subsidian city that rests upon the crest of a volcano. The archdevil Fierna oversees this aspect of Phlegethos, while her counterpart, Belial, provides balance and lords over the justice system of the Nine Hells. From promotions among the ranks, to contract disputes, to the trials and sentencing of the guilty, Belial oversees all from his seat at the diabolical court. Around him infernos erupt, and the very air burns as he passes out his judgments and enforces the laws of the Nine Hells. Any devil that is found guilty of breaking Beator's laws are sent to the Pit of Flame, which is a boiling lake situated in the middle of the lair that serves as an area of torture. While some creatures besides devils are welcome in Plegethos, strangers are not suffered lightly, and the guards of the city are an unforgiving lot. Also unforgiving is the fifth layer of the Nine Hells, Stygia. It is unique among the levels of Beator because it is the only realm that has not been bent and broken to the will of the Archdevils in their war against the infinite demon hordes. No industry or markets exist in Stygia, as it is a frozen wasteland that sits atop a dark and shifting ocean. In some areas, salt water flows freely, and gigantic icebergs float about like silent ships. Some larger icebergs are able to support small cities and towns, but these are rare. One of these icebergs is completely impervious to damage of any sort, and it houses the imprisoned archdevil and lord of Stygia, Levistus. No one knows why Asmodeus trapped Levistus inside an iceberg, but there he sits, answering the prayers of the criminals and the desperate by making deals for their souls in their moments of greatest need. He can telepathically communicate with any devil that is within ten miles, but he is unable to leave his prison. The capital city of Tantlin is built upon a large ice flow and is ruled over by an unknown pit fiend, which is notable because very few pit fiends exist in Stygia. Tantlin is known as the City of Ice, and it moves freely with the shifting landscape. But elsewhere in Stygia, the realm of Set exists, and it is home to dozens of liches and mummies. While bone devils, Erinyes, 
Ice devils, imps, Abishai, and Amnizus are natives to this level of the Nine Hells. Mammoths, Remorazes, polar bears, frost giants, and even krakens are present as well. And they seem utterly oblivious to the fact that they are in the lower plains. Some speculate that the presence of these creatures indicate that Stygia used to exist in the primaterial plane, but no one knows for certain. What is certain is that if you are found guilty of a crime in Phlegetos, and after you are tormented at the Pit of Flame, you will be sent to the sixth layer of the Nine Hells, the prison level of Malbolge. It is an infinite and steep mountain where boulders and debris rain down from above. Some cities are built with barriers to protect them, and structures to guide avalanches around and away from the populations. But most cities and structures are built upon giant adamantine spires that shift and sway when hit by the eternal buffeting of debris. The guilty parties are hung from the bottom of these cities in cages, and the boulders and landslides beat against the cages, causing painful injuries from the constant bludgeoning. But the cages swing, and the crashes are never fatal. The landscape is nearly uninhabitable, and so very few live here. The most infamous locations are the Hare Forest, where a tightly packed forest of massive scaly hair follicles grow. There's the Lake of Bile, which is a series of lakes full of toxic water, and the Skull City of Ossier, which is where Glacia, the archdevil and ruler of this level, resides. There is also Megath Thig, which is a cavern that the devils are afraid to enter, and from which no creature has ever returned. And, like Dees, there is a place called the Garden of Delights. But unlike Dees, this is actually an area watched over by the local archfiend, and is the home to the terrifying hell wasps. The devils here are sparse, but most of them are barbed, bone, or horned devils, although cambians and ice devils are also frequently seen. And as always, imps, spined devils, lemures, and aparibos are constantly underfoot. But Malbolge was not always ruled by Glacia. It was once ruled by Beelzebub, who was once so powerful that he ruled both Malbolge and the seventh layer of the Nine Hells, known as Maladomini. But Beelzebub was too crafty for his own good, and a plot to overthrow Asmodeus was revealed. When he refused to be held accountable for his crimes, the other archdevils raised their swords against him, and Maladomini underwent a siege unlike the Nine Hells had ever seen. Where it was once a bustling and beautiful center of bureaucracy and politics, the realm now lies in ruin 
with destroyed cities and broken structures littered across the never-ending landscape of shallow mines, deforested hills, and clogged and foul waterways. Sludge covers the land, and poison fills the sky that is the same shade of black that reminds mortals of a diseased blood clot. While Beelzebub is still in control for now, he has been cursed and no longer lies to devils. His dealings only end in ruin for his business partners, and he is forced to oversee the filing and record-keeping of all diabolical contracts. In order to ensure that the records are never destroyed, should there be another war, the archives are kept in extensive subterranean mazes filled with devils and traps that guard them. Barbed devils, bone devils, Horned devils and imps are usually found in these tunnels, although amnizus, aranyes, and oozes also move throughout these catacombs. These devils are rewarded for collecting souls by being allowed time at the Carnival Eternal, a disturbing and twisted amusement park. A domed city called Grenpoli houses a college of sorts that teaches devils trickery and treachery, but no weapons are allowed inside its walls. Similarly, Ophalion is a training ground for devils to learn political manipulations. This city mirrors many real locations on the prime material plane to aid with these manipulations. Beneath Maladomini, other forms of manipulations take place. Arcane manipulations of great destruction and forbidden knowledge. Cania is the eighth level of the Nine Hells, and it is a frozen wasteland like Stygia, although it has a very specific use. The archdevil Mephistopheles has been given providence over this realm, where he is free to conduct all manner of diabolical experimentations without fear of his arcane destruction damaging any object of import. From his icy tower in Mephistar, he keeps this level of Beator thrashed by storms and brutal blizzards. Even the glaciers and icy mountains crash into each other at high speeds, causing horrible avalanches and deep crevasses, and often revealing many frozen corpses that are preserved in the ice. The cold here is magical in nature, and even more chilling than Stygia. One of the lost cities of this realm is the uninhabited and bizarre city of Kintyre, which is buried somewhere deep in the ice. Horned devils, ice devils, imps, and pit fiends are occasionally seen guarding this realm or assisting Mephistopheles. But most devils avoid this level of hell because of the brutality of the climate and weather. Mephistopheles' work is so important that he must use this destructive, frigid landscape to hold spies at bay, especially the spies of Dispater, who is desperate to know every piece of knowledge that Mephistopheles has gleaned from his trials. And all across Cania, 
There are citadels where mages and spellcasters further countless and even long-forgotten researches. They are kept separate from each other, just like the numerous storehouses and libraries, in case a single destructive experiment goes awry and these pieces of information are lost. Additionally, Asmodeus supports the isolation of Cania, as it provides an additional buffer between the final layer of Beator and the rest of the squabbling rabble. As a matter of fact, the primary way to enter Nessus, the ninth layer, is by descending down a massive shaft hundreds of feet in diameter. The shaft is patrolled by ice devils, and at the bottom is a lake of frozen slush. One thousand and one fathoms beneath the surface of this lake is a portal to Nessus. That is over a mile of frigid waters, for those who are wondering. Nessus itself, the ninth layer, the bottom of the nine hells of Beator is a wasteland barren of any landmark, road, or structure, as far as the eye can see. Asmodeus keeps Nessus like this to maintain privacy and defense, and it is said that only his greatest generals know how to cross the landscape to find Malshim, the city Asmodeus calls home. Malshim is the largest city in all of the Outer Plains, and houses Asmodeus's citadel of Fortress Nessus. It is located at the bottom of the deepest pit in Nessus, and directly below the portal from Cania. Home to millions of devils of all kinds, it stands ready for some future battle that only Asmodeus seems to be preparing for. Information about this layer of the Nine Hells is sparse, as Asmodeus does not allow any trespassers, and only his most trusted allies know even the barest of scraps of information about this realm. All that is known is that the wasteland is inhospitable and huge, and houses the Forgotten Lake, which is the last stop of the River Styx before moving on to the other plains. The only other known city in Nessus is Tabjari, a citadel made of copper that holds one of the three copies of the Pact Primeval. The other copies sit in Mechanus and Mount Celestia, and they are under the heaviest guard. It is this document that outlines Asmodeus, the fallen angel corrupted by his time fighting the evil of the abyss is the eternal jailer of evil souls and the ruler of the nine hells of Beator. There you have it. The nine hells and the river Styx. I will add spellings of each of these layers and their archdevil overlords' names in the show notes for those of you who are interested. This has been another episode of the It's a Mimic podcast. My name is Adam, and you can find me and the others at iTunes, Spotify, 
YouTube, and at www.itsamimic.com. Or you can mail us at info at or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you very much, and stay tuned for other surprise specials about the lower planes. Thank you.